I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Stories from boots on the ground from our friends in Florida and the Hurricane Ian aftermath. We have on the phone Marla McFarland, an EXP realtor, connected by this. Marla and I haven't met. This is our first opportunity to even talk. But our good friend here, Brooke Elder, also with EXP, has had family in in the Florida area. We're talking Fort Myers in particular. Is that, that correct, Brooke? Well, actually, they lived on Captiva oh, Captiva Island. Island, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, housing is now a crisis. We think we have a housing crisis in Tulsa when you can't find an affordable three-bedroom, two-bath. Well, what about uh, when they're are no three-bedroom, two-baths, uh, affordable or not. And so that's you know, a whole new way of thinking here, and we're watching that on the news, but it has very relevant uh, connections uh, when you're operating in that crisis. Tell the story, Brooke. You're, you're looking for a place, and you, got, you get connected through our EXP network uh, sure. of agents across sure. the country, and you find Marla. So my brother-in-law had contacted me, and he said, how do I find a rental because obviously their place was completely destroyed by the hurricane. And he said, how do I know what companies do rentals and not just sales? Um, And I said, well, give me just a minute. And I got on the EXP network and I found Marla. And I'm sorry, this makes me emotional, so excuse me for that. But it's okay for that. I mean, I, <laughs> houses are houses are gone. Well, I mean, uh, he, they have are, nothing, and uh, you know the demand is high and the supply is low. So I was looking for someone who was in that area that could be boots on the ground for us. And I called her and um, I asked her first, you know, how are you? How is your house? And she did sustain some damage. They didn't have electric. They, I think, were still working towards getting water at that point. So she had her own things to deal with. But um, she said, give me all the information. And I told her what they needed. And she got right on it. She called me that evening. We're like hopping in the car, driving an hour through Mm -hmm. traffic and uh, obstacles because it's not... uh, it's not the way it used to be when, mm-hmm. you know, we, we see some orange barrels here related to our Tulsa stuff. You have to go around a mile. Well, uh, Marla, tell us what that's like there. It's not just one set of orange barrels. It's like uh, navigating a maze, I would assume. It was at the time. Hi. Um, in Cape Coral, we didn't have any traffic signals. We still didn't until yesterday on a lot of areas. The police were at every intersection, so you have to turn and go another direction. So it took much longer to get into Fort Myers, which there was, um, I knew that there was a lender that we work with all the time, community lending, that opened up their offices to area agents. So I went there for internet access and was able to start working on finding a place. So you get you get online and find it and uh there's what's the demand like there for rentals? Like how many people relate this to uh to people who are like center part of the United States? Well, I don't usually do rentals. So and I explained that <laughs> to Jeff and Kristen, but um I 
did take a look at what was available because here we have a mixture of vacation rentals and long-term rentals. So, and they're all mixed together on the MLS. So you have to weed through them. Hmm. And what I was seeing was um, a lot of short-term rentals not available at this time, um, long-term rentals, but they had, you know, restrictions. Um, and it, it just needed to be something in the area that they wanted to be in also within a driving distance for his practice in Fort Myers. What so, do you what do you expect on the market looking forward? Like how many homes have been destroyed or uh, the the time to get those back online if they just need repair? The islands, we have barrier islands, um, Sanibel, Captiva, and uh, Pine Island and Port Myers Beach. They were all, all damaged. Buildings were crushed. They were washed off into the ocean. Only newer buildings uh, basically were left with damage or just sticks. And well, we're hearing a lot about that, uh, about how the codes have changed and the newer buildings are faring very well in storms. The older ones are. They are. They are definitely. Fort Myers Beach had a lot of older buildings and it was known for being a little beach village, Mount Lachey, out to Pine Island. It was considered a little fishing village and uh, some of the road there and some businesses and restaurants washed away during that. They've just, in the last two days, um, local businesses have teamed together and got permission through government sources, uh, the governor, to be able to put a temporary road through to the island so that uh, they were accessible because otherwise they were only accessible by boat or helicopter. So Brooke's over here shaking her head, yes, so this is obviously family to her, and that's a different connection than just hearing some news report. Brooke, uh, how's your family dealing with it? Well, I think they're doing fairly well considering they just lost everything. Um, their spirits are mm-hmm. high. They came back here to uh, hug the necks of their family members and and buy some clothes. <laughs> but um, you know, the next the next step was we're desperate for somewhere to live. What are we going to do when we go back? He still had his practice to run, which fortunately. The office is still up and had just very little bit of damage on the exterior. So he can go back to work as long as there's electricity. But um, Mm -hmm. they are keeping their spirits high. But when they found a place to live, she called me crying, excited. We found somewhere we have some place to go back to. That's uh, this really just kind of tells the story of being a realtor. And the, you know, sometimes we're like, okay, we're going to move because we want a pool or we'd like another four bedroom or another bedroom, uh, maybe uh, an extra garage or downsize, whatever that is. But uh, really this puts the role of your realtor in light of of housing is an essential need. And Mm -hmm. we don't always move because we want to. Uh, Sometimes we're moving for uh, some crisis that's happening in our life, whether it's divorce or death or something that we're celebrating. And uh, that's a new baby or a marriage. And uh, then, of course, there's this weather calamity. And knowing who your realtor is, knowing, uh, having that on speed dial, that person on speed dial, and somebody that you can trust to get you out of a bad situation is, is really critical. It's like one of your uh, pillars of family services that you need to have in your life. And if you don't have one, make sure you reach out and get that relationship uh, set up for, um, for those times of need. Marla... Marla McFarland with EXP Realty. Thanks for being boots on the ground and a a voice for us here on the future of real estate. 
I was Marla, very happy to help. Can I say I'm one thing? I'm so glad too? we were able to find them a place. Marla, I'd like to say thank you for not just being a realtor in this situation. Thank you for being a human and taking care of people in need. <laughs> you made me work up. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.